Blog Talk Radio. Whoa, 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 Why y'all so happy? And you don't know. Charvette Mitchell is on the radio. It's time to get motivated, excited, and influenced. Why? It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, live from Richmond, Virginia. And now, here to motivate, excite, and influence you, Charvette, Charvette Mitchell. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasting from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia. But guess what? Heard all across the world, wide web. Hey, dolls and hey, gents. Thank you for checking us out here for episode 502. Mm-hmm. Uh, we keep it moving over here on the Charvette Mental Radio Show. And as always, we have another phenomenal show lined up for you today. And we're going to be talking to, in the virtual studio, Tracy Garner. Listen, best-selling romantic suspense author, She is a speaker. She's a writing coach. She's a course creator, born and raised in the district in D.C., Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, where a lot of her books are based out of. And I'm telling you, you know, you know all about it. You know all about the Parker Brothers series with fatal opposition and deadly affections and anchored hearts and much, much more. And so uh, we're going to be chatting it up with Tracy right here in the virtual studio. Um, I'm behind the scenes. You know how they do the behind the music. I'm doing behind the books uh, in this author spotlight. So this is what I want you to do. Jump on social media and let people know what you're listening to. Say, hey, you need to go over and you need to Check this out, and you need to check it out right now. Uh, Kudos and shout-outs to all those that are listening on the phone lines. Hey, we see you. Those that are listening from Twitter, twitter.com slash Charvette. Those that are listening from Facebook, facebook.com slash Charvette. Instagram, Charvette M, and, of course, our mobile app users, uh, those listening from an Alexa device, and all of our broadcast stations. We thank you so very much. And so, we're moving right on along here. Again, Tracy uh, Garner is joining us, a best-selling author, speaker, writing coach, and course creator, born and raised in the D.C. area. She holds a degree in communications from Old Dominion University. Shout out to Norfolk, Virginia, uh, right over there. And I'm telling you what, Tracy's first book came out when she was 23. So she is not a novice. Uh, She has served as an adjunct professor at the Northern Virginia Community College. And I'm telling you what, much, much more that you're going to get to find out. Coming up to the mic right now, Tracy, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. (laughs) It's great to be here. Oh, you are welcome. You are welcome. And so, uh, you know, I love to hear how people start, uh, and I think it's encouraging for aspiring and emerging writers and authors. So when did the writing bug first bite you, if you will? Yeah. Oh, sure. I love telling this story because somebody will be sitting exactly where I was and having the same problem. I was in math for liberal arts at my local college before I went to ODU and got myself together. I was at the local community college 
sitting in math for liberal arts trying to understand wah, 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 wah. what is this person talking about? I have no idea what is going on. So I took my piece of paper and I folded it in half, and on one side was a math problem I could not solve, and on the other side I started writing a story, a love story, and it so happened that I also was received some rejection, as we all do mm. in my community college, and I was like, this dude is crazy, and I don't really like him anymore, so I'm going to put him in my book, and I'm going to make him a wonderful person that he ought to be, that he is not. <laughs> so I just really, just out of just flunking out, feeling depressed, not sure that I was going to finish school, um, and just really trying to find purpose and passion over a cause, that I decided to write a story, and I wrote the whole story um, while I was in school, while I was failing math, um, and I submitted that story to a local contest. Another funny, funny story about that is we had computer labs. Nobody knows what that is anymore. I guess people don't really print that much anymore, but we had these computer labs, <laughs> and I would go and print my story off on the uh-huh. on the printer because I didn't have a printer at home. Uh, very, uh-huh. you know, meager start. I didn't have a printer at home and I would print while I was at school. I'd write it and I'd send it to myself via email and print it. And people would line up at the printer like, oh my God, somebody's hogging the printer. And I would look around and I'd be like, I don't, who is that? Why are they doing that? Oh my God, who's hogging the <laughs> printer? And then when they all left, I would take my little 50-page, 100-stack of papers and be like, hmm, and roll quickly away back to my desk and keep <laughs> typing. So nobody ever knew that it was me, and I'm probably the reason why pages are like 10 or 15 cents a page, because Tracy hogged the printer 22 years ago in in her community college class. But that is the start. And so I entered my, my writing, my story. It was a novella, Family Affairs at the time, and um, got that published and won, won the contest. So that's how I started. Wow. And so how did you know, okay, so I've won the contest. How did you know, okay, I need to keep going? Did the stories pull you and, and, and make you write them? Or how, what was that like to say, okay, there's more books? You know, some people kind of stop at one book. Mm-hmm. I think that we're all seeking the same thing. And for me, it was just validate, validation. You know, when you do mm-hmm. something and you pour your heart out, it's like you are good at this. And that's really all that people are looking for. And by winning the contest, and I got a trip to New York and an advance, and, of course, publication with three other authors in an anthology, um, that really yeah. said, you are good at this. And I think that that's something that, you know, even children, even people in college, and people struggling to find what they're doing, they miss that opportunity. But, you know, everyone has someone, either your mom or a teacher or, you know, a mentor friend that encourages you. And when I started writing, you know, people that I would share, because I didn't share it much because I was afraid that I wasn't going to win. So I really kept it to myself. But when I won, it was like, wow, you did it. This is really good. And somebody else thinks so too, besides you. Um, So (laughs) that kind of propelled me to keep going. And uh, and just really, and actually my grades improved because I found something that I was good at. I started getting A's and B's. Um, the, oh, my wow. writing was like the little carrot 
that you dangle, you know, in front of people motivate you to to do things, and you know, one single confidence boost can really start to um, you know flow into other areas of your life. Wow, and the journey has continued with your writing and publishing. Um, 20 years in now, um, 10th release uh, coming this year, is that right? That is, it's actually going to be the 12th. I count the workbook and um, a novella that came out last year. So it's going to be number 12, and I'm really excited um, about it. It's a new family um, that I'm starting, the Jameson family. Um, and they are also here based in the DMV, a well-to-do family, and kind of the ins and outs of their relationships and their family roots and finding love, of course, since it's a romance, and some scandal because there's the suspense factor. So writing has always just encouraged me and kind of been my my vice, the thing that I really hold on to and try to always work on because it really – Writing also is like writing is keeping me from um, hurting some people too. Sometimes <laughs> when in life, when you're like, oh, you better go write that down because you, this person is probably going to be injured. So um, you have to <laughs> kind of find something that lets you have that that outlet when you get mad and angry and also lonely. You know, loneliness and yeah. um, dealing with my condition. I have a chronic condition called muscular dystrophy, and uh, just all those things really come out in my writing and allow me to. Um, channel that energy that I have uh, into those characters. Wow. And as a best-selling romantic suspense author, like that is the perfect genre. And so did you say and kind of land on romantic suspense just because the story kind of told it its way, told it that way, or you, you went after it saying, I want to write romantic suspense? I think I just used my parents, um, their love and the affection. My dad is a pastor, and um, he's been deceased since 2011. But before then, my parents had been married for almost 40 years. And just seeing how they got through everything, they have a special needs child, myself, they have, you know, my brother, who's a military man, um, which shows up, too, in some of my writings. Some of his orneriness, um comes out in some of the male <laughs> characters. Um, but in his bossiness, me being his little sister. But <clears throat> my parents demonstrated, you know, real love and really stuck together and really handled things. Um, and they have a great love story, too. Uh, my parents, my mom came up from Georgia. She was recruited by the federal government at uh, 19. And my dad left college to come up here, you know, and pursue her and uh, propose to her. So isn't that such a lovely romantic story of kind of, you know, yeah. one person leaving and the other person like, oh, I got to go get my woman, you know, and kind of making a life <laughs> here, um, you know, hundreds of miles away from a little town in Virginia. I mean, in uh, Brunswick, Georgia, actually, um, up here to, you know, D.C. area and building a life. And that's really all my stories are just in reincarnations of those same kinds of feelings and emotions um, and uh, budding love and, and new love. So that's really where I got a lot of my inspirational from. And all my friends used to say when they would come over, oh, your parents are so affectionate. Oh, look, your parents kiss each other. You know, and I was like, really? I want to throw up. Like, what's wrong with you? Uh, but now as an adult, you know, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, that's true. 
people don't hardly show affection anymore. So, you know, you kind of realize how, what a gift you have as you age and mature, of course. But then I was like, that's disgusting. Please stop. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> um, you know, so like, you have to evolve. Uh, you have to evolve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you just tuned in, hey, you're checking out the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasting from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, but heard all across the World Wide Web. We're chatting it up here in our author spotlight with Tracy Garner, a best-selling romantic suspense author, speaker, writing coach, and course creator. And so, uh, Tracy, I was born in Milledgeville, Georgia. Do you know where that is in relation to where where your parents came from? No. <laughs> or have you ever heard I, of it? I think I've heard of it. Is it north north of uh, Brunswick? Brunswick's kind of like down in the the towards. Uh, it's like an hour from Jacksonville, Florida. So I think oh, it's probably okay. more north. So my mom is listening. I know if I I'm gonna get this wrong. So I, uh, we're <laughs> we uh, Milledgeville is thirty thirty minutes from Macon. Okay. Now. I'm not sure if that's south, north, west, or east. But I think it is. So anyway, it's interesting. Um, we have roots in Georgia. Oh, that's great. Yeah. One of my stories actually takes place in Macon, Georgia. And funny enough, when I wrote about it, um, a nurse wrote me because I wrote about the hospital. This was like 17 years ago. Um, she wrote me. She's oh, like, nobody wow. ever talks about our little town. I was just really excited and, re- and validated again, too, that people all over, you know, were reading my story. So to get a letter from a nurse that worked in a – I was like, I was glad I didn't say anything bad about the hospital. I haven't actually been there. I just looked at the right. line. Um, but, you know, oh, just right. to get that, get letters and, and get things from fans and stuff is so exciting and encouraging. Which is a – and encouraging, which is a great segue – um, uh, to talk, I just, you know, these types of shows, it's okay to, like, name drop and, and number mm-hmm. drop, but you have sold a ton of books. So, you know, some some people, they've only sold maybe a couple, but you've sold mm-hmm. a lot of books, like over 90,000 books. Yep. Well, yep. Early in my career, when I would have a traditional contract, I'm still working to get to back to that number, and it's slowly happening. Um, as I write faster and release more books, I mean, that is key. I know authors that are making six figures, but they keep those books coming out. And I think that for any new or budding, you know, aspiring writer, you can't write one book and think that it's going to make you, you know, a million dollars. You have to keep writing. And, and sometimes that's hard, especially when I look mm-hmm. at my younger days and, you know, having such a long career. I'm 42 now, and I, my first book came out when I was 23, and just I could have wrote a little faster back then. But now I feel like I've found my stride. Um, in 2017, I released two books in one year, and that was the first time I ever do, did that. It was exhausting, Ooh. but it, I wanted to prove to myself <laughs> that I could do it. I mean, some people are releasing three books, you know, four books a year, but that's all they're doing, and I actually have a full-time job in health and human service every day, so my writing is really on the nights and the weekends, but really using your time wisely is just and just being a good steward of time and time management, those are the key yeah. things that I've learned, you know, as I've evolved and gotten older, and just not having time for junk. Like, I cut out a lot of, <laughs> um, you know, community service, board service, like, I'm at a night meeting mm-hmm. till 10 o'clock, you know, at night, and we're not getting anywhere, it was in the same position we was last night, last <laughs> year, you know, so... Um, just uh-huh. really cutting out some distractions in my life has allowed me to focus 
And plus, if you say you want to write books and you really want to write, you know, that should be your sole focus. You shouldn't have time for all these other things. You know, somebody else will come along and fulfill those roles. Um, And one thing I'll also say is that some of my own purpose and my feeling useful was wrapped up in some of that board service. And so when I did get mm-hmm. off a couple boards, I was like, wow, what do I do? And, you know, and the fact is like, well, you would say, do what you said you was going to do. You would write a book. Right. Um, you know, so <laughs> it's kind of like you have to let go of something. And it hurts, and it's a little bit of adjustment. But um, mm-hmm. when you really start to focus, like writing and marketing, those are full-time jobs, you know, two separate full-time jobs. And my regular job, so, you know, it's a lot of work. It's not just, you know, you're just behind a computer. You have to research and, you know, conduct things like a business. And it took a long time for me to really look at that. I think because the word business seems hard, um, but it can Mm -hmm. be really fun. It can be fun. It can be a fun thing. Even if it's a hobby, you still have to look at it as a business. It still can be fun. And there are parts, you know, that if you don't like them, you can outsource them to other people who are more experienced with those things. Absolutely, absolutely. I love this uh, good voice of experience uh, help that you guys are getting right now. And so, um, Tracy, while people are listening, how can they connect with you online? So they can connect with me on my beautiful new website that Miss Charvette Yay. at Charvette Mitchell Productions LLC designed for me. That's at TracyGarner.com. Tracy is spelled with two E's, if you please, T-R-A-C-E-E, Garner, G-A-R-N-E-R.com. Um, I'm on Instagram at T Garner and Facebook at T Garner Writes and um, also on Twitter at T Garner. Those are my different social media handles that people can connect with me. Wonderful. And I think the site is beautiful myself, if I say yes, so myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I say awesome. so myself. And uh, <laughs> listeners, we've tagged in Twitter and on Facebook as well, so those are great connection points. And I know you're connected with me. Uh, so twitter.com slash charvette and, twitter. and facebook.com slash charvette. And so we're going to take a quick, quick, quick commercial break. But when we come back, Tracy, I want, to, I want the listeners um, that may not – Um, know um, a lot about some of the books. I want to just let them know a little bit about definitely the Parker um, Brothers series and the new series that you're writing. So we're going to do that right after this quick commercial break. Don't you move, guys. We'll be right back. It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Charvette will be back after this. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, Fish Dad! Oh, come on! (laughs) This is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Are you starting a new business, releasing a CD, writing a new book? Consider Mitchell Productions for your web design services. Visit www.mitchell-productions.com for portfolio samples, specials, and package prices. Remember, a website is not a luxury item. It's a necessity. Check out mitchell-productions.com or find them at facebook.com slash mitchellproductions. 
She's here to motivate, excite, and influence you. She's Charvette Mitchell. Charvette Mitchell. It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show with in-depth interviews from today's leading authors, gospel artists, stars that you want to know about. And now, Charvette Mitchell. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back again. Listen, we're jumping right on in, um, back into our conversation in the virtual studio here with Tracy Garner, uh, best-selling romantic suspense author, writing coach, speaker, and, of course, creator. And so, Tracy, tell us, tell the listeners about uh, I Love series, and so tell the listeners about the Parker Brothers series. Sure. The Parker Brothers series starts out with Cole Parker. He is a former police officer, and um, he's actually away in New York, uh, kind of living his life at the start of the uh, book, and he comes back home to bury his adoptive mother, uh, Miss Georgia Parker. And from there, he's always loved this girl that's kind of next door. Um, his adoptive mother and this young lady, Alantis, have gotten close, and um, you know she's having a hard time with the mother figures passing his adoptive mother and her kind of you know surrogate mother and friend, and they just kind of reconnect over their grief um, about that. The Parker series actually is about five brothers. I'm only covering three of them. One goes to jail, so he doesn't need a book, um, but he's actually in Anchored Hearts, which is the first book in the three-book series, um, and kind of how all these different things, these family issues, uh, what happens when someone leaves town and other people kind of stay behind, and when you come back, you thought, you know, things were going well for people, and it turns out that they're not um, going well, and kind of picking up the pieces of those relationships and trying to mend a lot of broken hearts. Um, some of Cole's issues were just that he was insecure. Uh, Alantis' mm. dad was also a cop at that time when they first started dating, and he just never felt good enough. And maybe even Alantis' dad told him, you know, you're not good enough for my daughter. I mean, he subsequently dies. And so Cole coming back to town in Virginia, of course, and kind of uh, rebuilding those relationships. And the other two books cover the next two brothers and their relationships. I love the third. I love all my books. They're like my little children and my babies, so I don't really <laughs> have baby. a favorite. Yes, but um, <laughs> the third book that I'm excited that's out now, and you can get all three of them, um, is Fatal Opposition is about, I kind of imagine it, what Dan Snyder and RG3's relationship was like. What if you were kind of a football player and you kind of had an in with the owner and when when a new person comes along things kind of go south and so James mm. is a budding um, NFL player but he's got this older more washed up player that still thinks he has it all and James is very young James Parker he's very young and he's just trying to find his way but he's also searching for his adopted family so or his biological family he's in this family that's been adopted uh the, the matriarch has died and kind of left all the brothers not bound by blood but bound by love and affection for each other um kind of left mm-hmm. them all you know kind of without a sale and so all of them will go through challenges and ups and downs as they try to find love but also trying to reconcile what happened with their past and when james meets his brother 
um, his half-brother, who wasn't raised as he was raised, uh, all kinds of things. He's not the people that he wants to dig up and build a relationship with, but he doesn't know that until he knows, gets to know them, find out there's some shady characters, and finds out that, you know, the adoptive family that he had and that loves him is really all he needs, and he shouldn't go borrow in trouble. Um, and so kind of, you know, reconciling their past, what happened to them, why were they let go, is, is a big deal, especially for a man-child, I think more so than for um, women sometimes as they grow up. It's still yeah. important to them, but it's kind of leaves them a little adrift. Um, and so I cover three of them, and there's mention of the other one um, and the one that uh, eventually goes to jail for the crimes he's committed. And the other thing is that Mama G um, – Georgia Parker, the matriarch who dies at the beginning of um, Anchored Hearts, the first book, she knows that she couldn't have children of her own, and so she does the best that she can, you know, creating her own family like a quilt and kind of, and also advocates for more adoption, of course, but um, just, you know, creating her family as it looks to her, as it looked to her and her husband when they first um, got these little boys one by one into the fold of their family. And I just love um, exploring people who don't have quite an anchor, but through God and Mm -hmm. through faith and through the foundation of whatever family they've come from, begin to grow and mature and, and, and discover themselves. So those are the, you know, three stories um, about the Parker Brothers that is out now. Ooh, are there more that we can expect? Um, there may be one more in the Parker Brothers series. I'm not sure. My editor mentioned it to me. And, of course, it, as soon as someone mentions to you for a writer, um, you mm-hmm. start to think about that thing every way to Sunday. And it just kind of bothers <laughs> you. My story, my story, my story. Hey, when are you going to tell my story, my story? So um, there's actually, I actually have nine books. Um, in the in my they all are in different stages. Some are eighty pages, some are a hundred pages, and I just start them as they come to me and write notes about them. So I have books up to twenty, twenty two, twenty three, um, and I'm just working through the first four. Then I have another three. So we'll see if it gets too far away. Um, sometimes you know you can't. I don't feel you can revisit. Um, some stories mm-hmm. at this, and also I'm actually can be a little. People have their preferences. My preference is if a if a series is more than four or five books, I'm kind of out. I'm like, wow, that's a lot for me to try to catch up to. <laughs> so I'm just not gonna even start. But for other people, they like nine books. They do the families and friends and friends of friends. And so you'll see mentions of the family. So I do like that. Brenda Jackson is really good for that, one of my favorite authors. Um, You know, a Rochelle Allen. Kimberla Lawson Roby did that with the Reverend Black series. Definitely. Uh, Just ended um, into the last book on, on that series. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's awesome about, you know, when you do uh, indie publish or self-publish, those are both the same thing. When you do that, your books are available for a much longer time than when you have a traditional contract. There's nothing wrong with a traditional contract. It's just that you really can control. Um, if I did, did a, if I did do a fourth book um, about Adrian, mm-hmm. his name is Adrian, um, you know, there's no reason why I couldn't repackage, get new covers, and then release the entire series, you know, all over again. So, you know, I think mm-hmm. people 
should really relate books almost to like movies. How many times have they yeah. used Spider-Man and Batman? Why? Because there's a new generation, a new audience that's, you know, coming to see that for the very first time. And then they'll go back and read exactly. all the other incarnations of that. Same, it's like, really? How many times can we make Lethal Weapon? You know, but there was always a new group of people coming <laughs> to see it. Um, and even it's now a television series. So that's the wonderful thing about, you know, storytelling. And it's, it just never can end if you don't want it to. And if the author has the wherewithal to keep putting it out, putting out different versions of the kind of the same thing. And they're all different. And they're all exciting. And they're all that person's voice. And it's not, you know, it's unique. Yeah. Wow, I love this background story. So I know, Tracy, there are people saying, okay, how how can I buy books? Tell me how to buy. <laughs> Definitely. You can buy them at my website at TracyGarner.com, or you can go on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, and uh, even iBooks and Kobo, I believe one of them is on there. And Anchored Hearts, if you just want to get started and you aren't sure about my writing, it's only 99 cents forever as an ebook. So if you want to get oh, that wow. on Kindle um, to start the series off, go for it. And then the other books um, are there also, book two and book three in the Parker Brothers series. There you have it. So, Tracy, do you have any upcoming events um, that you want to shout out and let us know about? Sure. In Northern Virginia, I have an annual conference um, that I host, and I bring different uh, speakers and presenters that are also wonderful authors in their own right for different, even nonfiction um, authors come and talk about how to, you know, release your own book and put your own book together, talking about story and craft and um, journey, you know, the journey and uh, how to develop your writing and your voice and cultivate that into a full-length book that's in September every year. Uh, it'll be September 21st this year, which is a Saturday in uh, Leesburg, Virginia. And I'm always doing events. I have a couple speaking engagements coming up. I'll be at the Maryland Writers Conference at the end of March, um, which is a two-day conference. I'll be doing a workshop on characters for that Saturday uh, afternoon, and I'll also be at the MLK Library in April, and uh, all my events are listed to come and meet me, which I hope people will do, and get your book signed um, on my website at tracygarner.com. Oh. M G and you want to get the autograph copy, listeners. You want you want to get that. So, well, Tracy, it has been great just uh, featuring you here on my show. You are an amazing client. So I'm so glad we had an opportunity to bring uh, your brand alive in a different Thank way on, on the web. Uh, and Definitely. so it was a pleasure Fabulous. working with you, and just an honor too of such a such a writer that has so much to bring and offer to all of the rest of us. Uh, we just look for much more from you. Thank you so much. It's been awesome. Awesome, awesome. All right, listeners, that's going to wrap up another edition of the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Uh, we're going to say you guys next episode. Peace and love. Live from Richmond, Virginia, you've been listening to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Catch Charvette Mitchell every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Interviewing all the stars you want to hear from. So until next week, stay motivated, excited, and influenced. This is the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show.